0: The t Arts Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is where uh, we try and go um, uh, behind and uh, behind the scenes and try and figure out uh, the thoughts that animate the actions of those who make the art. And uh, today, someone uh, who uh, who has been a little synonymous uh, uh, with. Uh, with mid-tempo magic, with uh, with genteel expressions, but who has also not uh, been afraid to actually go out and express himself in a uh, in a more aggressive way, in his own way. Uh, it's absolutely wonderful to have you, Ankur uh, Tiwari, on our uh, T Arts podcast. Thank you very much for uh, for your time. Uh, Ankur and the Galat family has been uh, uh, touring before um, uh, before, of course, uh, the third wave uh, put paid to our travel plans, but. Uh, uh, you've uh, everything from uh, uh, from uh, uh, playing uh, a guy who gives opportunities to uh, uh, young newcomers to act to actually giving the opportunity to uh, the kind of music that needs to be heard to be heard in Gully Boy uh, it's been quite a journey hasn't it
1: yeah it's, uh, firstly I really find it fascinating when people introduce me so at least I get to know what I'm doing the way you introduce <laughs> me I figured out what I'm doing <laughs> Uh, and secondly I don't I would just like to uh, maybe correct it in a way I don't give opportunities to anyone it's just like I love to collaborate with people and find out new sound it's like schooling for me as well so it's uh, an equal exchange so opportunity always feels as if it's an unequal exchange but uh, yes I love to uh, work with uh, people and the third thing as you said yeah it's been quite a journey yes indeed and uh, you, of course, always very thoroughly believed in the collaborative
0: process. Like, even now, uh, if you were to look at the composition of the Galat family, you've got some phenomenal musicians that you're working with. Uh, uh, when, uh, uh, when Gully Boy was being took, uh, put together, uh, you took up some of the most frightened voices uh, uh, on the hip-hop scene and got that together. Uh, uh, Gully Boy has sort of, uh, you know, in a way, been instrumental in sort of... Uh, uh, highlighting a scene that was thriving already uh, 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 did you did you ever feel that that was a bit of a responsibility that you had taken upon yourself?
1: Actually never got the time to think of the responsibility bit only when it was done <laughs> then I realized oh my god like what have like you know there was a sense of responsibility. it was always uh, the work has been trying to be honest with uh, what you're doing, mm-hmm. whether it's making songs independently, whether it's making songs for a, a mainstream project. The idea is to immerse yourself in it and get consumed by it while you're doing it and uh, express yourself as honestly as you can. So, frankly, I never got the time or the bandwidth to even think about the responsibility aspect. It was just trying to be honest to the script and uh, trying to be honest to the voice uh, that was written on paper.
0: And of course, you've always tried to be honest to the to the voice inside your head. Uh, uh, from earlier conversations, I still remember that uh, the process of expressing yourself uh, through words had uh, had started pretty early on. So, you want to take us to the story of how you started uh, the process of uh, of being a singer songwriter? Uh,
1: I mean, like the process started in a very naive manner when I used to have lots of records at home, uh, English, French records. Uh, in which I didn't understand the lyrics, uh, I wanted to sing them along, uh, sing along those songs, and then I thought the best way to do that would be to kind of make up your own words, and uh, uh, so that you can sing along, you so and you join the chorus back in the hook line. So maybe the <laughs> first line I kind of wrote was "Part-time lover," in uh-huh. which we wrote some like you know was stupid. Uh, rhymes like, do ham guy, the part time lover, you know. <laughs> so it was just as stupid as that. It was just fun and games. And uh, my friends and I was started making music very early. We were just uh, making music, writing stupid rhymes and songs, uh, uh, probably in the vein of uh, you know, the, the influencer culture these days. In the <laughs> offline world, we were getting popular doing that. Uh, just writing stupid clever rhymes making everyone laugh and making everyone sing to uh, a point where you started thinking oh my god like you're really getting through to people people are really listening to you so might as well say something important and uh, through that you started writing songs and uh, before you know it you started you know kind of uh, taking words more seriously than before and uh, yeah so then it's been a process from there from probably part-time lover to here uh, <laughs> has been quite a crazy uh, organic process and it's taken many years it's not like you know I still feel that I'm in the process it's been like uh, since the time I got conscious of that this is songwriting and not just having fun mm-hmm. to now it seems like you've been in this university that you're not kind of graduating from
0: sure uh, you uh, uh, the process of rebellion had also started pretty early. you told me about school where you had your own way to rebel. you wanna you want to tell us a little about that?
1: I mean as a as a uh, young kid, I never liked people telling me what to do. Uh, I would always go the other way around and uh, whether it was you know uh, something that would happen in school, uh, or something uh, uh, that would happen in your uh, in the playground where you're playing. you always kind of were I would say not rebel, but like s- not afraid to speak your mind. Right. Uh, I was uh, probably uh, angrier also when I was younger. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to harder music as well. Uh, and I was not, never afraid to speak my mind uh, and uh, somehow I don't know if that kind of became my identity which I kind of live up to now or I don't know like it, it's definitely a part of me and I investigate that from time to time is it just a part I'm playing or is it something I really want to say uh, that kind of maturity has probably come in now but earlier it was that I will not uh, if you ask me to shut up I'm not going to do that
0: <laughs> and uh, uh, the way you say things, of course, is is a very gentle way. But uh, you know, um, it's a uh, it's an iron fist within a velvet glove. I mean, every from uh, everything from ah, uh, subse uh, pichay ham khade to. Uh, uh, to woham nahi has uh, has a meaning behind it but you uh, uh, you usually use love as a vehicle to uh, uh, to sort of uh, you know um, get everything across a little bit of positivity as well because uh, uh, you know you've been of the opinion that love conquers all mostly and uh, yet woham nahi was a was a much more strident uh, 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 expression of um, uh, of your feelings, that that's of course the song, for, for those who don't know, uh, that you had written uh, for the CAA protest. That, uh, that, uh, what was the process behind writing that song? Because uh, there it seemed like the angrier Ankur Tiwari had, uh, had come out to, uh, to say something very important.
1: Yeah, kind of like, you know, I had not been this angry since a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. There were these, uh, uh, there was this like attack in the university, in JNU, that had happened. And uh, it was like I have grown up in a campus all my life. I grew up in Roorkee, uh, IIT now, which my father was a professor in. And growing up in campus, you felt, you know, like for the students and you always like uh, curious what's happening with the students. And when you saw uh, uh, violence happening within the campus, within the hostels, it just felt as if like, you know, I have been attacked. Uh, It kind of like threw me back uh to the times when i was living in the campus and something like this would never happen like you would uh, you know even the police if they had to enter the university they had to uh, take permission uh, and let alone hooligans that that would never that would never happen and mm. uh, it definitely made me very angry i remember very clearly i was playing an acoustic set uh, in south bombay uh and this I was reading this in the green room while this was happening, uh, and you know uh, somehow that the uh, phrase came to me in my mind. Where they, even the news channels were putting out, you know, some biased news, some some unbiased news. But it was it felt like this is not us. Like that's that's a thought that was going through my mind before I went on stage. I think I had a 45-minute set. Uh, I was playing that set I don't remember when I got on stage and how I got off stage but when I came back I didn't want to talk to anyone I just uh, didn't keep my guitar in the case and I strummed these chords and somehow in 10-15 minutes these words just found themselves on paper so it, it definitely came from a lot of anger and a lot of uh, you know, uh, it, I was disgusted, but like now you're like beating up students, and uh, it's uh, m- you know we always uh, uh, thrive on the idea of education and on the idea of uh, uh, scientific thinking, and I kind of am uh, disappointed in the new approach that a lot of people are taking, which is not backed by science. Uh, and I felt I feel really. I kind of still feel angry about it. Yeah,
0: you want to uh, you want to express that anger one more time by playing a little bit of the song for us?
1: Yeah, I could play it, uh, but I probably I wouldn't be as angry as I was then. <laughs> I'll play a few lines. Yes, please.
2: ظالم رادوں کے ظلموں سے تم سہے وہ ہم نہیں وہ ہم نہیں وہ ہم نہیں تیرے خوف کے کہر سے خاموش رہ گئے وہ ہم نہیں وہ ہم نہیں وہ ہم نہیں ہوں گے ڈرانے سے 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 वो आग जो हवाओं से वो हम नहीं वो हम नहीं वो नहीं हम नहीं
0: और the bhot lagi ankur after the song did you have uh you know we uh, we all talk about the reper- repercussions of uh, uh, of our actions uh, uh were there repercussions to the song as well to you actually going there up on stage and uh, and uh, and making such an eloquent statement
1: yeah I think like there were there were uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, I would say strong feedback positive and negative. Uh, There were some uh, threats online. Uh, The video got kind of, uh, we put the video up and the video got a copyright strike. It was very difficult to put it back. It was just, uh, uh, I mean, it definitely stirred an emotion uh, among people.
0: But was it purely emotional, Ankur? I mean, to us, especially to me, when when I heard the song, it it made me feel really good. That uh, you know, uh, far too often, uh, uh, music is seen as purely entertainment. But uh, you know, uh, we've grown up with with musicians who truly, truly believed uh, that words, when uh, when merged with music, can can make a statement, and more importantly, can make a change. So it was really uh, uh, you know heartening to see someone uh, using music to make that statement. Was there ever a? sense of responsibility when you were doing that? Or was that pure
1: outpouring of emotion? For me, it's always outpouring of emotion. The responsibility aspect comes and I I don't think about it as much. It wasn't like I felt, I never feel like I'm supposed to do anything. Hmm. Uh, You uh, you kind of do, you honestly listen to what your heart is saying and you say it. And I feel that if you're honest about it, uh, then um, that's the way to go and probably it's sometimes even f- in future I might end up saying something that is not even correct it's not about that I honestly feel about art being the timestamp of my life I like put a timestamp to it so I uh, th- this is what I was feeling at that moment it was like I wanted people capture it in paintings photographs I captured it in music and this is what I was feeling at that time and then expressed it and I captured that Um, uh, maybe sometime in future I express something and then maybe it's not right but the honest truth is at that moment uh, that was who I was and uh, there's always some learning from it
0: but do you have thoughts about uh, about the responsibility of art? I mean, there's of course the practice of the art and the honing of the art, but there's also a responsibility that art might have uh, towards the society that it seems to define. Do you, do you have thoughts about those?
1: I have thoughts about having responsibility as a human being, as as a, a member of a democracy. I do have thoughts about that. As an artist, I do what I do uh, as, as a, probably a... Shopkeeper, the shopkeeper will do what they do. You, ha- I feel that like everything is politics, and everything is uh, there is it's it's in everything. I uh, when people say they're apolitical, it's an oxymoron. Like it's, I don't feel that it exists. Uh, mm-hmm. n- everything you do is politics. So uh, uh, you r- uh, express yourself through your craft and through your profession and through what you do. Uh, as a human being, and that's a constant uh, discussion in your mind for sure.
0: Right, uh, but uh, but you know, uh, with the current scenario that we're facing, uh, there is a smoother path and there is a rockier path. Uh, have you ever uh, been tempted to take the the smoother path where? Uh, uh, where you know non-controversial topics and uh, and uh, and the power of love can be talked about uh, rather than controversial topics and the power of love. Uh, do you th- have you have you ever been tempted to make a choice between these two paths?
1: As I said, when I when I put it to my work, I don't think about it. It comes, you know. I really don't feel that I'm writing songs consciously. It's you are in a subconscious state. You really feel yourself. You are in the hall or you are a meditative state, and you're expressing what you're feeling. So if you're feeling uh, love, or you're feeling greed or you're feeling hate or you're feeling jealousy, you would write about that. So it's not that you say, okay, today I'm going to write a song about, uh, you know, I'm upset or today I'm going <laughs> to write a song about I'm jealous or today I'm going to write a song about I'm hungry. You hmm. just write it and you just write what you're feeling. Uh, so, but so it's not like a, it's not, in my process at least, it's not about deciding what you're going to do. It's, you uh, kind of uh, letting yourself feel and letting yourself express what you're feeling in that order. Uh,
0: But do you do you think that the space for expressing uh, that feeling and that emotion is is shrinking a little and you know, there's uh, you see a lot of people who are not actually allowed to practice their craft uh, in that way. So uh, would you agree that or disagree that uh, that the space for expression has been uh, shrinking in the in the recent past?
1: I don't think so. I feel, in fact, that space has increased with the digital technology. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can reach many more people through it. So I feel it's not about the space decreasing or not. And also, like, I come from a certain privilege, I have certain access, so I I use that. Uh, uh, In some people don't have the privilege or the access, so they they can't afford to probably express, uh, they just have to live and survive. so, uh, I don't, to answer your question directly, I don't feel the space is decreasing. In fact, space is increasing. Uh, uh, I think uh, the number of people who are honestly expressing are is decreasing. So, it's it's the other way around. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You want to tell us a little more about that?
1: <laughs> it's just like, it's, uh, it's uh, the digital world and the digital revolution has taken a very interesting turn where people... Uh, there's a sense of homogeneity that's coming across uh, which is what's happening it's like uh, feel everything is kind of looking the same everything is kind of sounding the same Uh, people are being encouraged to do that people are dancing to the same tune people are doing the same actions people and they find a a feeling of tribe in that probably uh, there's Mm. a sense of comfort to get in that uh it's a very interesting thing to investigate Uh, and I think uh, I'm sure that people would be doing research on that and writing papers on that (laughs) but from my point of view uh, it's just there's so much information that's going in it's like literally I feel like a gluttony of the mind where you just uh, feeding food of like thought and things into your brain and you're not digesting it and you're getting obese brains Uh, and and i feel because of that the comfort level is to kind of uh, fall into uh, a sense of a homogenous tribe uh, mm-hmm. and uh, probably it started when somebody called the television the idiot box mm-hmm. uh, probably it started when people started looking down more when books were printed i don't know it's it's uh, it's like i i feel like it Happens uh, from time to time. Uh, with the publishing industry coming in, it must have happened. People must have thought, oh, now you're not listening to bards and singers, and now you're looking down and reading books. Uh,
2: <laughs> to- but
0: there is. You know, Uncle, that it's interesting because uh, I think we have we have a lot of information that uh, that we have access to because of the digital world. Uh, but we might just be confusing that with knowledge because I think information is is passive. It's uh, you can get it anywhere. But converting it into knowledge is is an uh, is an active thing. And probably uh, people might be confusing uh, 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 one for the other. No.
1: I'm sure. And th- I feel that's why I'm saying it's not a new thing. I feel that probably something similar happened when books started publishing, you know, mm. uh, when people would say that, you know, before books, it would be, you probably had to be more patient to understand something or mm. whether you're learning yoga or you're learning music and any part of the world, it, probably, it was not written in a book, you won't get a handbook to read it. Awesome. And probably uh, a lot of people were upset about this is you're not even understanding what, what the real thing is and you're reading about it that's like bullshit now you see that books are so sacred and precious to us uh, sure. just because it's in context to what's happening digitally but probably it was the same thing and I feel uh, the human brain is kind of changing with time uh, this must have had an impact on behavior in terms of how people express. Uh, that's why it's very difficult to kind of compare the writers of those times to writers of these times singers of those times to singers of these times it's it's different times and uh, you know different rules and different forms of engagement so it's it's i feel it's quite complex i'm frankly i'm not qualified to speak about it but these are the thoughts that kind of echo in my brain
0: but it's also very interesting. You are a singer-songwriter. You write for yourself. You've uh, you've got some uh, some songs that are uh, intensely personalized. Uh, and then, of course, uh, with your band, you go to arenas, small, big. You've you've sort of done the gamut of the arenas. Uh, we we are seeing uh i don't know if you'll agree with me or not but you know during these covid times especially we've seen that music has become a lot more internalized a lot of people are actually you know sitting down and writing their songs the singer songwriters etc and putting it out there and people are also consuming it in a very internalized way uh earlier mu- consumption of music in a way used to also be as you said a community activity you know you would go out you'd go to a concert you'd really enjoy that now it's becoming intensely personal uh uh it, do you think that's that's good bad that's evolution uh, do you have thoughts
1: on that I mean it's a change it's change mm-hmm. and you have to change with times again like mm-hmm. if you if you see from times from when uh, people would listen to radio in as a community even with technology <laughs> yeah. to yeah. Uh, to uh, music systems and probably the I remember it clearly when Walkman came and people were, the older people were not very happy about it <laughs> you know like that's it's like too, really actually. And it was really, uh, it didn't, it was strange. And now, like, when you see the older generation, they used to dance with people. Now we dance with ourselves. When you Mm -hmm. go to clubs, you see so many people dancing on their own. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, to an older generation, must be something really odd. Like, what the hell are they doing? You know, they're dancing with music, but they're not dancing with anyone. Because dance itself was probably a group thing, which became probably a duo or trio thing, which became... A singular thing, mm. uh, so it's, it's so it's odd. So I think with times, uh, things change, and one has to understand why. So uh, it's still uh, I don't I don't know what is right or wrong, sure. uh, but I feel this is the way it is.
0: And you, of course, uh, believe in saying things, but there's also uh, l- listening to what has what is being said. You've also seen the spectrum of listenership in that way. Uh, have you seen the listenership change uh, through the years?
1: of course it's like it's. Oh, of course it's changed even through my times when you say like there's so many people expressing themselves recording uh, it's also because of technology because when pr- even when I um, uh, started recording my music it was not that easy to record music you could only record in studios there were no bedroom studios there was no uh, 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 you know it was expensive to record you were recording yeah. on tape so you had to record a certain length uh, which would have been true even when you were pressing records you know like I was having this conversation with someone is in earlier times this, the the length of the song changed before the recording music industry came uh, probably 40 minutes would just be the intro of the song to to then you kind of get into the song uh, which obviously when the recording record industry came and the recording uh, industry happened they would have said this is not going to fit on an LP so what the hell are you doing so it cut down the mm-hmm. song so they must have then okay said okay now we'll make 15 minute sure. songs so sure. they them 5 minute songs 3 minute songs now uh, i know some musicians who have who are making 30 second songs now for reels <laughs> you know so, for reels, yes. so so it's it's really it, you are just writing the hook uh, sure. you know uh, as the uh, uh, my friend varun Grover had put in a very nice way uh, he had said that Uh, in you know in the you can even hide a dead body in the third third verse nobody gets there (laughs) Uh, you know so so it's like really it's the truth uh the length uh, is changing the uh, consumer behavior is changing people are listening to shorter snappier stuff and uh, it'll keep on changing
0: sure uh there's one aspect, which is, of course, the creator aspect that you have. And then there's the other, which is the curator aspect, which came out uh, in such glory in, uh, in Gully Boy. Uh, you know, uh, not that the hip hop scene uh, started there, but uh, it certainly gave the impetus. It, it, it certainly put the highlight on a, on a scene that was thriving already and uh, could have certainly done with the attention. It'd be fascinating to know how, uh, how that happened. So uh, you want to take us through the process of how that happened a little?
1: So the process of that was very, very organic. Uh, it started from the script. Uh, Zoya and Reema had written this fabulous script. And uh, Zoya is a friend, so we exchange our creative ideas with each other. If I write a song, I send a demo to her. Or if I write something, I send it to her. If she writes something, she sends to me. And then we just, like, kind of, uh, you know, give a feedback on that. And I read the script. I was fascinated by Murad's story. It had such a beautiful arc. And uh, it was highly emotional as well uh my my major comment on that was the music is such an integral part of this uh it's i just told her that because it's uh, the protagonist is a musician from a world that exists in bombay she should uh, use uh, you know musicians who do this and they should be able to kind of uh, Uh, do the music for it and i even said that it was a very early draft so i said i should i can make you meet these guys you should meet these guys and hang with them listen to their stories because you can detail your script according to that and they Rima and zoya started doing that they started meeting these musicians mainly divine nazi Mm -hmm. and hanging with them listening to them taking aspects of their uh, personal uh, anecdotes and putting them in the script and really like making the script in an interesting way and uh, I think after a few weeks uh, Zoya uh, approached me and she said that I really like these guys their music is amazing uh, we, we had been attending a few of their gigs uh, and listening to their music she said that would be a great idea to use their music in the film and uh, we should do it and I said yes exactly I feel the same way (coughs) Uh, uh, and she said but you are doing it so I I didn't understand it at that point and she said you're gonna help me do that so I said okay yeah fine I'll help you do that in my mind at that time in the script there were only three or four songs so uh, uh, so I said yeah like I can help you put in put you in touch with these guys and do it from there it kind of snowballed into a more immersive process uh, where uh, we were meeting them, we were jamming with them, I was listening to the music, I was myself getting introduced to many more people through Divine and Nezi who were so kind of graceful of introducing newer acts to me, younger acts to me, younger rappers, younger writers. And uh, before you know it, it kind of snowballed into like an 18-song album. <laughs> so, so it it just, one thing would lead to another and Uh, it was uh, I would listen to something I would send it to uh, Zoya and Rima and they would say okay I will include it in the script we'll do this we'll do that so it just kind of like evolving from there and uh, it it just was uh, I think I kind of uh, woke up from this thing in a year and a half and I realized oh my god we've done a lot of work Uh, (laughs) and then uh, so it, it it started from there and that's how kind of like it all fell into place uh
0: was it exciting enough for you to try and do this again uh, would that be a threat to Ankur Tiwari the performer Ankur Tiwari the curator
1: no I in fact I've been doing it since then after that I did this movie Ye Ballet as a music supervisor I worked on Suitable Boy I worked on uh, uh, I'm uh, my most recent work will come out with Shakun Batra's next film Gehraya which is releasing uh, on Amazon Prime uh, so, so I have been doing that for in fact like music supervision has really uh, consumed a lot of my time and energy which is very interesting because you kind of end up working with very interesting musicians mainstream musicians and uh, uh, you know independent musicians like for shakun's film i worked with kabir and savera uh completely uh, fresh indie act never done anything mainstream kabir goes by the name of and savera is savera so they have done the whole score they've done songs in it uh, for uh, Zoya's next film for netflix archie's we are working with uh, mainstream music directors as well as independent act so it's like quite 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 exciting like it, you learn so much while working with people
0: but is it taking a toll on your songwriting
1: uh, no not at all because you're always writing songs even when you're hanging with them so <laughs> it, like i feel like songwriting is uh sometimes you sit down and put words on paper but you're kind of always writing but
0: do you use pen and paper like do you have a small diary and all that you yeah. carry with uh, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's always still, around
0: still still very much an analog person there huh
1: I feel, you know, like the, uh, when you type, it's too easily editable. Like when you write, and also I can only write with a fountain pen. I can't write with a yeah. uh, ballpoint. It slips. Uh, so when you write with a fountain pen and you go slow, it, your thought is also, emo- I think the pace of my mind and the uh, pen on paper is somehow in sync. Oh. The pace of typing and thing is like this is faster. This like <laughs> it doesn't sync with my speed. So I'm kind of a slow person that way. So, <laughs> Which
0: is uh, yeah, the luxury of time is something that uh, that we all need to understand a little more of in these uh, in these very strange, bizarre, frenetic times. But, it is uh, like
1: my ne- my next song is actually called Ahista, and uh, the words uh, go, uh, "Hame ahista chalna hai, tumhe hai ki kami. Oh not in the in so it is about being slow
0: have you set it to music yet?
1: I have set it to music I am releasing it on the 28th so please look out and share it with your yeah. friends encourage can them we, to go can, slow <laughs>
0: <laughs> can we can we, have a, can we have a slice? a 30 second slice of what's going to sound like? or do you I want to keep try, the suspense? I can
1: try uh, I don't know if it is the right scale I just have to see
2: Hmm, slightly higher हमें हाहिस्ता चलना है तुम्हें है वक्त की कमी जो खामोशी है वो शोरों में है नहीं हमें आहिस्ता चलना है तुम्हें है वक्त की कमी जो खामोशी में हर है वो शोरों चलते चलते रुक भी जाएं आराओं में चलते चलते रुक भी जाएं आराओं में भरे सांसें कुछ फरसत की Easy
1: song, just three notes.
0: but uh, simplicity is sometimes most difficult to uh, to get out but um, uh, Angkor, uh, you can see that uh, you know, the, the songs that you write, you really really deeply feel for them and uh, right now with the internet uh, opinion is coming very cheaply <laughs> everyone seems to have two of them and, uh, and also uh, seems to be expressing them uh, with uh, wild abandon as well uh, do you get affected by opinions? I mean, especially considering that on the one hand, there's very mainstream Bollywood work that you do or or the film industry work that you do, and on the other, there's uh, there's the indie scene that uh, that you're very much a part of with the galat family. Uh, you know, I've also seen personally a lot of comments on Gully Boy saying, "Oh my God, this is really vitiated the true hip hop culture of the of the country, etc." And apart from the bouquets, there've been the brickbats. Does that kind of opinion, especially on the internet, phase uh, you? Do you see that? Uh, what are your? Uh, how do you deal with that?
1: I mean, it does affect you uh, in a way, the good things and the bad things. You feel nice, like a kind of a dopamine shot when somebody says something nice. You do feel a little a punch in your belly when you somebody says something wrong. But uh, it, as I said, it doesn't affect your work because when you're working, you're not thinking about anything. It, you're not working according to that. You're just doing what you're feeling. And you kind of expose yourself to those feelings, uh, although in a limited way, because that also helps you write. And, uh, you know, uh, like a every time you you feel low and you feel down and out, uh, that could mean five songs, six songs. Every time you feel happy, that could mean three songs, two songs, you know. So, so it's just that you, uh, as an artist, I feel what you end up doing is... Uh, keep that uh, feeling alive and you're not that you're not immune to anything Uh, at least that's what I do, I keep that part of my receptor on where I feel bad about things, I feel upset about things I just don't, I try and I feel fortunate that I have a way to express those feelings through my work and I don't kind of have the luxury of not taking it to my personal life Uh, So I can just vent it out from a window, uh, which is art. Uh, So I feel fortunate that I have that.
0: Excellent. And um, what does the future hold? Uh, Where does this uh, all go from here?
1: No, I have no idea. I have uh, ordered some crock pesto for lunch. Ah!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's... uh, that's, uh, that's that's
1: kind of where it's going uh, right now uh in current times you don't think for beyond like you know half an hour one hour maybe one day one yeah. day at a time like just like one ball at a time in a test match
0: absolutely moment to moment to moment and uh and these moments that uh, we have spent with you have certainly uh cooked up some um, uh, some great recipes for thought and uh, right now i think we can all do with a lot more of thinking so uh, thank you very much for that is there uh, on the internet can people find your music anywhere can can they follow you etc etc where can they find you
1: I mean I'm sure they'll be if they're interested they'll find me somewhere <laughs> like you know it's, it's damn cheesy giving out handles so but like they'll find me if they have to find me I think like yeah. it, I'm available everywhere whether you find me on Spotify Apple Music YouTube uh, where do you want to find me Instagram wherever you want to find me you, if you want you'll find me
0: you'll uh, you, uh, you spell the tiwari with a T E right? yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that's, but that also that... like uh, is uh, if you're really interested you'll find me
0: <laughs> I <wouldn't say> <laughs> so yeah, if this interests you, you know what to do. You know what Ankur expects you to do. Uh, Ankur Tiwari, this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much for your time. And more importantly, for your thoughts, because those Thank are you. Very, Thank very, very precious. Thank you so precious. much.
1: It's always a pleasure talking to you and seeing this frame with those cassettes in the background. I love it every time <laughs> I see it.
0: Thank you. That's very, very kind. That's Ankur Tiwani, ladies and gentlemen, on the Teamwork Arts podcast. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, some of the things that he said, especially about uh, the mind getting obese on uh, on uh, get being fed with too much information, uh, you might want to think a little about that. But uh, what do you think? You could let us know, of course, in the comments. And uh, thank you for listening. What's happening next? Well, for that, for that, you'll just have to follow us. This, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, the Teamwork Arts podcast. My name is Sarthak.
1: Thank you for listening.